this is WTM Watch This Movie. What? <laughs> How you doing? Oh, good for you. Oh, wait. I ain't drinking up. First, you gotta do the Trump show. Obviously, you're not a golfer. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. W-G-M. Watch this movie. Should I mention that I went to see Cats, so I don't have to talk about it on our next recently seen episode? Now, why don't you save it? <laughs> I might have to bump 1917 then. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, it was bad. You know what the best part of the movie Cats was? What's that? When they had a cat in a, in a sack, and uh, the lady, there's one human character right at the beginning. She gets uh, She drives her car down an alley. She gets a sack out of the passenger seat, and you can see there's a cat in there. Mm-hmm. And she just throws it over a fence on a trash heap. <laughs> that was the best part of the movie. Similar to my favorite part of Reanimator. <laughs> <laughs> he throws the cat against the wall. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's what you do with cats. Uh, <laughs> I think the only flaw in logic is uh she threw it in the trash pile instead of in the river yeah that's what they used to do back in the day they would just put them all in a big sack and throw them in the river (laughs) or the lake or the pond or any real uh decent sized body of water will do the trick Mm -hmm. and then you don't have any cats anymore all right let's get this show on the road we just alienated half our audience apparently Sorry, Steve, or Mark, whichever one of you is a cat person. Welcome back to WTM. Watch this movie. I am Eric Mulder. My safe word is keep going. Joining me once again is Mr. Positivity, Brett. Call me Lone Wolf. I think very highly of myself, and I've also earned it. Positive about everything. Even found a positive about cats. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know if that's a, a general positive. That's that's what we call a personal positive, I guess. <laughs> it's uh, something you enjoyed. It's it's the silver lining. <laughs> it's like that movie about depression. The playbook? <laughs> silver lining's playbook? It was also about degenerative gambling. It was like uh, uncut gems comedy. <laughs> Sports betting and mental illness. <laughs> Oh, I saw the the new thing uh, to complain about the Oscars is the age gap between uh, the actor nominees and the actress nominees because they nominate old men and young women, Mm. and uh, apparently that's ageist. Yeah, I saw a tweet from Reese Witherspoon saying there should be a new award this year for best young performer. And we'll have all the young people vote for it. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Wait, wait. The the, the, the Oscars are voted out by the Academy. It's called the Kids' Choice Awards. <laughs> yeah. They have that. 
if you're talking about academy voters, very few are children, if at any at all. I, I assume there's probably an age limit, or yeah, age uh, minimum to be in the academy. So then you're just gonna have regular people vote for an Oscar. Well, we need to accuse more old white men of sexual harassment so we can clear it out <laughs> for some more diverse members. Yeah, did you see uh, people are canceling Stephen King? Oh, because he doesn't... Uh, I'm surprised that Stephen King doesn't take diversity into account when he's doing his art. Yeah. That's why he kills all the black people in his, <laughs> his books. His tweet was about the first thing I've agreed with him in about, I don't know, I was five, con- ten years. I was confused because he started with an ellipsis. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, is, it, where's the, is this a continuation? Where is this coming from? Can't believe so many people were pissed and like Ava DuVernay and all these people can't believe what he was saying. I don't even know who that is, but I see her on Twitter bitching about everything. She's directed a lot of uh, films uh, focusing on uh, civil rights. and I feel like I've clicked on her Twitter profile. Cultural issues. The the first thing on it says she's got got 10 kids. Yeah. That's a lot of kids. Yeah, sure is. But then again, that's why Eddie Murphy's working again. <laughs> well, uh, how many different women has he had him with? Do you know? Eddie? I don't know. He's been married a long time, hasn't he? I think so. I think. Uh, I well, think... no, wait. I think he's with somebody new now. Isn't he with somebody young? I don't know. His kid, his youngest kid's like five. Even, yeah, though, know. even though Eddie's like 63. Oh, he's not 63. He's still in his 50s. Is he? I think so. I just read today that Tom Hanks is 63. Hmm. Would you have guessed that? Nope. Well, maybe. All right. Well, let's get down to the task at hand. We are starting our uh, slate of films related to uh, what we used to watch a lot as kids. Childhood favorites. Movies from our youth. First one up, Adventures in Babysitting. And it's ironic because I had never seen this before. Mm-hmm. So it's not from my youth. <laughs> it was from mine. I do, uh, not, I do not have rose-tinted glasses <laughs> when it comes to adventures and babysitting. But you did enjoy it, didn't you? It was pretty good. Yeah, holds up. I think it would have benefited from a different title. I say, so? as a child, I would have thought that this was uh, this was a girl's movie. And uh, it's not for me as a child, a a boy growing up in the 90s. I can't go watch girls' movies. I think it's a girls' movie, huh? Well, Adventures in Babysitting, not knowing anything else about it. Yeah. You think that's, uh, to me, that sounds like a bunch of girls just having a slumber party, but they're babysitting. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I I could see that, but get one look at the poster, see a couple dudes on there. I babysat when I was a kid. Or I should say a teenager. Breaking you know. breaking down barriers. <laughs> there you go. Now in my older, more pro- progressive uh worldview, mm-hmm. I can I can accept watching movies featuring female leads. <laughs> well, twenty twenty, so they're for everybody. Um yeah, we had this I think recorded off of TV or something like that on a VHS. And I used to watch it all the time as a little kid up until about, I'd say maybe age 
eight or nine tops. Yeah. Because then it was recorded over with something else. Not sure what, but I think like my older brothers had gotten to the point where they're like, we're not watching Adventures of Babysit anymore. We're going to you know record something over this. Mm-hmm. So then I didn't see it again until I think after college. Yeah. Well, this is a PG-13 too, and uh, I, I wouldn't have, my parents wouldn't have okayed that. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, Playboy content in this movie. There is. That... Uh, I'm sure it would have been frowned upon in my household. Couple, uh, couple f bombs, get a couple fucks in a quick succession. Yeah, and then uh, you get some. Then you got Daryl. Some uncouth comments about Thor. Daryl is. Uh, I, I'm sure I watched lots of movies where they called people. <laughs> well, from the '80s. <laughs> <laughs> Bill and Ted was uh, PG-13. No, they're Ma- PG. Yeah, they're PG. I don't know. But uh, even Bill and Ted, I don't know if I watched, uh, I think we covered this when we did both those uh, Bill and Ted movies, but I never really watched the full Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure until I was older. And then I didn't even know that Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey was, was a thing until I was in high school. But mm-hmm. uh, Yeah, the, the Daryl character is probably the most problematic. <laughs> And uh, the irony with twenty twenty vision, the irony of that is that uh, he himself, uh, the actor, uh, was being uh, sexually assaulted by Kevin Spacey allegedly. Yeah, just before this, around the same time. Yeah, mid eighties. And this came out in nineteen eighty seven. I will say too, uh, you should watch this because Daryl grows up to be Eric Mulder. <laughs> <laughs> Road trip is where he grows up to be Eric Mulder. He looks a little less like me now. I can see the road trip comparison. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird that he had uh I didn't recognize him for the longest time or remember that he was in this because he has red hair in here. So he's blonde and days and confused in ninety three. Yeah. I remember blonde you, pretty much the rest of his life. Yeah, I remember you telling me before I watched this to look out for him. And then I saw his name in the credits, and then he shows up, and I'm like, that guy looks really familiar. <laughs> <laughs> that's not Anthony Michael Hall, is it? He's, oh, hell, that's, oh, shit. Yeah, that's right. That's that's Anthony Rapp. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Adventures in Babysitting from 87, directed by Chris Columbus in his directorial debut. It's when he discovered directing. <laughs> He discovered movies. Yeah. First person to ever do it. Starring Elizabeth Shue as Chris. Would you say he killed it? Chris Columbus? No. <laughs> he genocided it. <laughs> Maya Bruton as Sarah. That's terribly offensive. Keith Coogan as Brad. Anthony Rapp as Daryl. I was uh, Keith Coogan. I I was like, where do I know him from? He looks familiar, and he was in uh, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Mm-hmm. So he's got some kind of niche where he's he was doing movies that were about <laughs> babysitters. That he was. Uh, Calvin Levels as Joe Gipp. Vincent D'Onofrio as Dawson, or Thor. Penelope Ann Miller as Brenda. George Newbarn. Newburn as Dan. 
John Noonan as Handsome John Pruitt. Bradley Whitford as Mike. Ron Canada as Graydon. John Davis Chandler as Bleak. Dan Ziski as Mr. Anderson. Let's see. Uh, Rick Goldman as the Adulterer. Uh, Albert Collins uh, as himself, uncredited. He's in the. Uh, he was a, you know, musician, blues musician. All right. Synopsis: A babysitter must battle her way through the big city after being stranded there with the kids she's looking after. So this movie starts out with one of my favorite songs in soundtrack history, <laughs> by the Crystals. Then he kissed me. <laughs> It's featured in the scene in Goodfellas where Ray Liotta takes uh, Lorraine Bracco's character out for realsies this time. Because mm. the first date, you know, he'd seem uninterested. And he st- then he stands her up and she goes and gives him shit. So he agrees to go out on kind of a real date. And he woos her by taking her to the, <laughs> through the back way of this club. Mm. Kind of giving everybody a $20 bill as he's... <laughs> making his way through the kitchen and the back hallways and gets his own table. And meanwhile, this song is playing. And that's one of my favorite scenes in movie history because of the way it was shot and how everything kind of comes together. And yeah, it's a good soundtrack. And I think <laughs> I like this song a lot thinking it was just from Goodfellas. Mm-hmm. And then after rewatching this movie a few years back and realizing that I, probably watched this movie like 50 times when I was a little kid and it starts out with this song. That's probably where I first heard it. Yeah. And then I heard it, you know, 15 years later watching Goodfellas for the first time. And I must've thought, Ooh, this is a cool song. I never heard this before. (laughs) This is a catchy tune to play on this long tracking shot. Mr. Scorsese. But, uh, yeah. So Chris is singing along. She's getting ready for her big date with uh, Bradley Whitford. Who's he's got a Camaro with uh, with those license plates. Yeah, what did it say again? So cool. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> and mind you, Bradley Whitford was like twenty eight when this movie uh, came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I don't know what age he's playing in the movie. But he looks every bit of 35. <laughs> he does look a bit older. He's got his leather jacket on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Chris is 17. Should we establish that she's 17? She says yeah. it later in the movie. She's a senior in high school. She says it in the movie. She's 17. And uh, her, uh, you know, probably like 30-year-old boyfriend shows up and uh, just breaks her heart. I think he's got to be in college. You think he goes to college? Yeah. But he lives at home with his uh, mom and his sister. Yeah. Or his parents and his sister. That's the thing, though. It's like, how is he affording, how can he afford money for this fancy French restaurant? Maybe he got let, you know, let behind. Maybe he was held back. Super senior? Super duper (laughs) senior. (laughs) His family must have money. That that whole neighborhood looked like uh, it was pretty nice. It's a suburb of Chicago, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, they looked like there was a, it was a well-to-do neighborhood. Yeah, it looked like he was probably from a wealthy family. I mean, this would have been about the time they probably moved down south and planted roots. 
because of course Bradley Whitford would grow up to uh, become a staunch liberal and he'd vote for Obama three times if he could. <laughs> nice place out in the country. This is he true. holds auctions. <laughs> uh, Get out. <laughs> Get out. I would have voted for him a third time if I could. <laughs> Best president of my lifetime. So, <laughs> so yeah, uh, his name is Mike. We found out, find out that his name is Mike at some point. Should have been fucking Mark. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's that's probably his middle name, <laughs> Mike Mark Tidwall. What was his Toddwell? I forget. Uh, he says his sister is sick and his parents are going out, so he has to stay home with his sister. And then she tries to kiss him goodbye, and he says, no, germs, contagious. <laughs> and he still kisses her on the cheek anyways. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Chris has nothing to do, and uh, what's the family's name that calls? The Armstrong? No, the Andersons. I forget what their last name is. I was is, thinking but... Armstrong because the guy's name is Brad and... Like at first I thought, oh, it's like that wrestling family, the the Armstrongs, <laughs> Brad Armstrong. But it was no, it was Anderson. And yeah, uh, a little last minute notice because once Chris <laughs> agrees and she gets over there, oh, sorry about you know being last minute. It's like they're going to this company party in town. Yeah, they just so happened to get Chris at the last minute. I don't it's, know if they they claim that somebody canceled on them or or what. Or maybe Brad was supposed to watch the sister and he was going to Daryl's house. But then once they found out that Chris was coming over, Daryl's like, no, we're sleeping at your house because they both had heart. Well, Brad especially had a heart on for Chris. Yeah. I do remember the daughter saying to Brad, uh, I got mom to get Chris to babysit for me. Yeah. Like almost like he could have. But then it's like that's their excuse to go with into town is we can't leave me alone with Brad. Well, yeah, it's like you're paying, uh, my parents are paying you to watch me, not not for Brad to watch me. Yeah, house will blow up. So, But yeah, we uh, were introduced to Brad and uh, what's the girl's name again? Sarah. Sarah. Sarah, holy shit, she loves Thor. That's all she does? I didn't even know, like Thor wasn't even a big she thing. She lives and breathes Thor. It's it's all from comic books too. It's not like they had. I don't think they had Thor cartoons in the eighties, did they? Uh, not that I recall. They definitely didn't have a Thor TV show or a movie that I'm aware of. But she's got a giant like Thor on her wall, and that's mm-hmm. got to be a, like a mural. Yeah, because they didn't have fat heads back in the eighties. <laughs> I mean, everything's Thor. She's drawing pictures of Thor her day. She wears the helmet her day. Drawing pictures with. Clarisel. Yeah. Speaking of which, this is our uh, first clip. Where we <laughs> they have a discussion about Thor, and then uh, the kids are, or I should say Brad, is reintroduced to Chris. Yes. Sarah, did you take my Clarisel again? I ran out of brown. Great. How am I supposed to cover up my zits? You want some orange? I can't use paint. What do you think? I figured it's my best one yet. Look, I got the sun rays and the cape and the special helmet. Great. You wasted all my parasol on another picture of Thor. Thor's my hero. 
Thor's a homo. He's not. Yeah, he is. He is not. Thor's a complete homo. Take it back, Brad! No, what? I'm going to kill somebody with these things. Take it back, Brad! Take back what you said about Thor! No. If you don't take it back, I'll tell Chris about all those love poems you write about her. All right, all right, Sarah. I'm sorry. Thor's not a homo. Thank you. Hi, Chris. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Hi. You didn't just hear what me. Oh, uh, no. Cool. Boy, you look great. I mean, really. Your hair. Your eyes. What about them? Um, they're so well placed. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, relax. Relax. Take your coat. I'm sorry, I, I didn't, oh, sorry. Thank you. Boy, this is a really cool coat. I mean, no way this is from Sears or anything like that. This is way too cool. It was my grandpa's. He's got great taste. He's dead. <laughs> Did you notice how he just fucking grabs, just lunges at Chris? He'd take your coat and just fucking... He spins it around. Snaps your neck? He uh he grabs her hair on the. <laughs> I noticed that. Like, dude, fucking hey, man, calm down. He's totally oblivious because Sarah just like nods at Chris because she's standing right behind Brad, mm-hmm. and he like he doesn't even like turn around. Like, what are you looking at? Oh, she's right there. Of course, this was the '80s where the biggest insult <laughs> would be to call somebody gay. <laughs> I was gonna say, why is she so mad? Like. 2020, she would have been ecstatic. Like, yeah, he is. <laughs> Thank you. Damn right he is. <laughs> you got a problem with that? <laughs> but uh, Brad is fucking creepy. Established right here. Just touching on her hair and stuff. Mm-hmm. Just drooling on her. Now, those uh, roller skates that Sarah had, did you have rolling skates like that when you were a little tyke? I've never had roller skates. Okay. I used to have some roller skates when I was, you know, four or five or something like that that looked just like hers those are like old school just mm-hmm. the the metal frames with oh, i think they were plastic well whatever i mean metal on the bottom maybe with the not the wheels but like a plastic you know it's got a, a heel support and like a toe yeah and then what do you attach it to your shoes because it would it, it could extend and shrink you know if you're for like little kids you know they the yeah. feet grow fast, so you could use them for several years. But, uh, yeah. Then they invented Heelys. <laughs> <laughs> Much later, about 10 years after this movie. <laughs> I never had those either, but those were popular for a time. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Shortly after that, uh, we're introduced to old Daryl. We already kind of talked about him. Daryl is a close talker. Yeah. Is what I noticed. Likes to get right up in there. And he's also creepier than Brad, and he's a bit of a window licker. <laughs> Literally. It's the first thing you see him doing is putting his mouth on the window and blowing out. Fucking gross. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, this is where we uh, 
you know, Daryl come came over. He's supposed to get Brad, and they're gonna go to his house. And, and then he sees uh, Chris is over. And he's like, "I'm gonna get you laid. We're gonna stay here tonight." Mm-hmm. And uh, here, I got my dad's Playboy. Doesn't she look like Chris? <laughs> <laughs> and it seems like Elizabeth Shue was in Playboy. Miss March. <laughs> Which, by the way, Miss March is a fantastic movie. <laughs> and uh, uh, it might be a Stay challenge. tuned for be, a movie challenge later on. might be a movie on. challenge. Maybe in March, even. <laughs> Maybe if we can time it up. Yeah, meanwhile, uh, Chris receives a, a phone call from a frantic Brenda who's stuck at the uh, bus station after running away from home. Or the train station, We I should guess. mention, too, that Brenda basically insisted that Chris go babysit because Brenda didn't want to hang out with her tonight. Yep. Hello? Will you accept a collect call from Brenda? Oh, yeah, sure. Chris? Chris, it's Brenda. Brenda? Chris! Brenda, what's wrong? Oh, Chris, I'm in trouble. Brenda, you're always in trouble. No, I'm really in trouble. I did it! You spiked her tab with Drano? No, I ran away from home! You what? Where are you? I'm at the bus station downtown. Brenda, look, just don't go anywhere. I can't. I don't have any money. I spent it all on the cab here. Chris, I need help. I know. You're in my house. If I take a cab to the Andersons, do you think you could pay for it? Oh, no, Brenda, that's going to be like $40. I don't have $40. Well, can you pick me up? No, Brenda, I'm babysitting. up a bald Chinese lady with no pants on and there's this old guy outside who wants his bedroom slippers. Get out of my house! You just moved! Chris, please hurry up and get here. Brenda, I've got my mom's car. I can't drive it into the city. Oh my God! There's a man with a gun! Get me the hell out of here! Brenda, look! Just hang up and sit down. Don't move. I'll be there in half an hour. Oh, please hurry. I think he's going to kill somebody. Maybe me. Brenda? (laughs) Yeah, that psycho is just brandishing a (laughs) a revolver the rest of the movie. He's just waving it around. (laughs) Oh, my God. Nobody gives a shit. I think Brenda is my favorite character. Yeah, Penelope Ann Miller... I guess I know her best from kindergarten cop growing up, probably not knowing that this was her, Brenda. Right. But uh, also Carlito's Way. Carlito's Way is probably the only thing I really remember her from. Well, you didn't see kindergarten cop until. Until recently. Yeah, until recently. Yeah. Another movie I grew up with that we could probably watch one of these years. <laughs> but uh, that bus station is bananas. Mm-hmm. There's multiple homeless people. Get out of my house. <laughs> you just moved. <laughs> the place is sweet, though. Like, you could sit there and watch TV all, you know, all night if you wanted. Yeah. Uh, everyone had their own personal TV in those chairs. I think they were paid TVs, though. You know, oh, were they? Probably put a quarter in it. Mm, that makes sense. There's uh, vending machines. We yeah. we find out later there's, uh, there's cuddly cats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> These blind people would think they're cuddly cats. People just be switching glasses on you. Yeah, fucking stealing their glasses. It was the right prescription. <laughs> so. Yeah, was, I don't know what that. Uh, there's an old man tapping on the window while she's on the phone. And then just, uh, like, you don't know what he's there for, but he's clearly not well mm-hmm. mentally. And uh, and then you get the, get out of my house. <laughs> so he had some slippers in there and a couple I, other things. I think you just up. move as a, you just moved as a quality line. Yeah. Good, <laughs> good delivery. So, yeah, that kind of leads us to our next clip. Chris is kind of frantic now. She doesn't. Well, they kind of guilt her into taking them with her because, well, you can't leave us home alone. The right, you know, the house is gonna blow up, or we're gonna tell my my parents that you left us here. Yeah, by ourselves. So, and then Daryl threatens to tell, mm-hmm. and so they gotta take Daryl with to keep him quiet. Yeah, here's that clip. Now, if anybody asks, we went for ice cream. Okay. Road trip? Jesus. Where are you going? Downtown. The city? Sarah. Hey, can I go? No, Daryl, go home. Who is this kid? Stray dog. Daryl Coopersmith. And you're Chris Parker, right? Daryl, go home. You must be a great babysitter. What is he talking about? Mr. and Mrs. Anderson must really trust you to take little kids into the city alone. Yeah, isn't it great? It is so great that I'm going to get my mom to talk to the Andersons about you. Oh, stop it. And then maybe you can babysit for me. Chris, stop it. And then maybe uh, we can drive off to New York or something just for kicks. Chris. Daryl. You think? What am I supposed to do? Get in the car and run him over. Let him come. Daryl! Sorry, can't talk. Gotta run. Daryl, will you just get in the car? All right. <laughs> now, boys, I swear, if you give me any grief over the next 60 minutes, I swear to God, I'll kill you. Dead. Murdered. Stabbed. Raped? I am too old for this crap. You notice the, uh, Daryl... So, uh, Chris is, you know, going to kill you, mm-hmm. stab, murder, dead, whatever. You know, as uh, Daryl throws raped in there, mm-hmm. hoping, hopefully, <laughs> hope, I, I don't know, hope, hopingly, I don't know. He hopes to be raped <laughs> by Chris. <laughs> All right. Thanks for connecting the dots for us. <laughs> I, I couldn't, th- I, I don't know if I used the right word. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, knowing what I know now, it's a little uncomfortable to have him just throwing that around there. Hey, why don't you want to rape me? How do you feel about what just happened? Horrified. Shocked. Horrified. Shocked. That's, ah. It is. So, uh, yeah, Daryl's character is a little uncomfortable. <laughs> if, uh, this is a first time viewing, and you know a little backstory on the actor playing him. Yeah, but then again, he kind of brings it upon himself in the movie. Are you victim blaming? Because <laughs> he would later, or I should say, maybe before this movie, become a victim 
but we wouldn't know until later. <laughs> well, in this movie, he's victimized. Speaking of which, uh, a fourth person has died that also accused Kevin Spacey of <laughs> assault or rape or any sort of, I guess, unsavory behavior. Another one. Yeah, four accusers in the past year or so have all died. Is that uh, is that like this week or is that the one from like a couple weeks ago? I think a couple weeks ago, I think. Okay. I think I retweeted that with a DJ Khaled gif. Another one. <laughs> <laughs> so sensitive, Brett. <laughs> That's what you get at Positively Wolf 1 on Twitter. <laughs> I mean, how, how many of them are gonna die? It's like the, <laughs> the Chappelle's, the new Chappelle special. Another one. <laughs> so, uh, so we're on the the road to uh, to the city to go pick up Brenda. Trying to go downtown, and they're on the they're on the freeway. This is actually where Daryl pulls the the Playboy out of his pants. <laughs> yeah, I, I wrote down why does Daryl have Playboy in his pants? Especially Anthony Rapp. What would he have a Playboy for? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Daryl. He's playing a character. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> what we call movie magic. <laughs> that's also very ir- ironic that he. Uh, he himself is a is a homosexual actor, but he plays the most hardcore heterosexual character in the movie. Mm-hmm. Just overly hetero. That he does. The irony. Not long into their trip, they get a flat tire. I was say Sarah was way too excited for that. <laughs> way too excited. This is not a good thing. Mm-hmm. So they pull over and. Within minutes, <laughs> a big tow truck drives up. Not even. They get around. They go uh, open up the back of the station wagon, and there's no spare tire. Mm-hmm. Like, they knew exactly what they're doing. Like, I don't think kids today would have been even known to go look for the tire. But I was thinking, did they throw up kind of the, the carpet to check underneath? Yeah, so there's, there's a little, little uh, there's like a little trap door okay i I couldn't i think i was taking notes when i didn't see him check that yeah where the spare tire was i don't know maybe it didn't come with one yeah because i was thinking well you gotta check under the car yeah (laughs) but uh literally they they check there and then they turn towards each other and they turn around and there's a big truck pulling up behind them with a big uh jp on the grill (laughs) And a man with a hook for a hand steps out. And mind you, this is immediately, uh, the, the the flat tire happened immediately after Chris telling a story about a hook-handed person mm-hmm. uh, who uh, killed the last kid she babysitted for. Yeah. So everyone's scared, of course, and that brings us to our next clip. Kids having some trouble. 
You got a spare? No. Sarah. <laughs> you went out an expressway without a spare? <laughs> well, history. Ancient history. Just relax. Stay calm. Don't panic. What do you want? Just want to help you. Don't listen to him. He just wants to scrape our faces off. What, you're scared of this? <laughs> you kids must be from the suburbs. <laughs> I suddenly feel like a total idiot. Stay here, okay? I'll be right back. Listen, I'm really sorry for freaking out back there. I guess we just kind of overreacted. It's okay, I'm used to it. Listen, I appreciate this, but... See, we don't have any money. I'm stuck babysitting for these kids, and... I'm not supposed to be taking them into the city like this. I'm just not. I'll tell you what. I'll tow you to town, to Dawson's garage, and I'll buy you a tire. My treat, okay? <laughs> okay? Oh, no, that wouldn't be right. Well, we'll be right. Leaving you kids alone on the expressway? <laughs> Handsome John Pruitt. He's <laughs> huh? <laughs> got a creepy enough laugh. Handsome John. There's a bit of a running theme in this movie of uh, older men just offering to give money or free things to Chris for nothing in return. Mm-hmm. Everyone is just so generous in Chicago. Right? I'm just going to buy you a tire, give you a free tow. <laughs> His jokes aren't helping to uh, ease anybody's tension either. <laughs> He's got a creepy laugh. He's going to take him back to the garage, but on their way, he finds out that his uh, wife has seen another man again. Gets a call on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> got to make a stop real quick. <laughs> I just uh, I just went by your house and the, the car is outside right now. This is after he tells the story of how he lost his hand, and mm-hmm. uh, he claims it's in the glove compartment, but it's not. But there is a handgun. Yeah. <laughs> He's weaving in and out of traffic. Oh, yeah. He punches Speeding it. home. Yeah. As soon as he uh, finds out that his, uh, his wife's boyfriend is there, he's, he's on that. And then uh, once he gets home, he knocks over a lawn jockey with the truck. <laughs> and in a theme reminiscent of Home Alone... Where they do it three times. I missed it in this one. You warned me about it. I still missed it. Yeah. But uh, this was not a copper one. This was a, a colored lawn jockey. <laughs> painted lawn jockey. Well, we don't say colored anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know what it is about 
Chicago and lawn jockeys in the late 80s and early 90s. Yeah, I think it was just a subconscious thing. You know, Chris Columbus is like, we need to get rid of lawn jockeys. And so he started putting it in his movies. Maybe. But as soon as uh, Pruitt gets in his house, he's firing. He's shooting shots Mm -hmm. as soon as he gets in there. Almost hits the kids. The bullet goes through his own truck. Right. And And the windshield of Chris's car. Right. But he missed. And this is through uh, the window of the house. Yeah. (laughs) Which uh, the wife's boyfriend gets thrown through or stumbles through. He jumps through it. (laughs) And the... Chris and the kids decide, well, we're not hanging out in this tow truck. We're sitting ducks. We're going to go into that red Cadillac, which happens to be the boyfriend's car. Mm -hmm. And we get our first uh, black character of the movie, (laughs) who just happens to be stealing said Cadillac. Yeah. Hey, but we're going to find out, though, this is the car thief with a heart of gold. Okay. (laughs) He takes them right to his uh, chop shop. Just, uh, you know, I got to do some stuff, and then I'll, I'll take you where you need, you need to go. Yep. And so fish out of water. The kids get out of the car in the middle of a business meeting among car thieves. So Joe, the car thief, says, uh, stay in the car. And the first thing they fucking do is get out of the car. <laughs> so I'll handle this. Fucking white privilege <laughs> on display. Oh, it's okay. I could get out of the car. And then uh, Brad introduces uh, everybody to the, the people working at the chop shop. Just saying names. Their, just names out loud. You might as well have given their address and phone number out. Basically did, I think. Something similar. <laughs> you have more personal information than just their names, I think. It's, uh, it's a bad idea. Yeah. So uh, the number one, the head guy, he says, we'll have to, uh, can't let him go. We'll have to take care of him later. And he says, uh, take the Brady Bunch upstairs. <laughs> love that guy's voice. Take the Brady Bunch upstairs. I love that they cut from that to Brenda at the bus station and uh, Brady Bunch is on the TV. <laughs> That's where Brenda loses her glasses. Yep. She's uh she's sitting in a chair next to a uh, a homeless lady and she takes her glasses off to kind of just you know close her eyes for a minute and just kind of rub her eyes, <sighs> decompress. And then uh the woman next to her switches uh her uh radial sunglasses for Brenda's prescriptions. And so Brenda is blind for the next few scenes. <laughs> Leading her to think rats are cats. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking cats, I tell you. Um, it's a king-size sewer rat. So once they get upstairs, the kids are, of course, worried about being killed. So they're already devising ways to escape. They find a way out of that room, but they have to walk across the beams of the the ceiling while they're up there we get a scene of mom and dad at the party and mom says i got the answering machine she's probably out for ice cream sarah's probably hanging from the rafters right now (laughs) (laughs) literally (laughs) did you catch that did you catch that what a joke yeah 
What great writing. So slowly but surely, they make their way across the beam to the other side where they can get out of a window. Meanwhile, Joe Gibb is watching from... It's very close to Joe Gibbs, <laughs> former coach of the Redskins, right? It's actually Gip. He's is it Joe Gip? I swear he's okay. a Gib, but the credit's a Gip. Okay. With two Ps. Because okay. I thought it was Joe Gibb also. <laughs> like, that's how he said it. Yeah, he's watching. He's not going to. He the, likes the kids, so he's not going to say anything. Now, that uh, window that they went through was a good 40 or 50 feet above the ground. How did they know that it would go onto the roof? I don't know. And not just like be a sheer drop down to concrete. Maybe it was the only one open and they just got lucky. I think that's the case. But once you get on the roof, you can kind of walk around maybe a little bit to find the fire escape. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, how did they know they'd get to the roof? I don't know. And not just go through the window and just fall (laughs) onto onto the fucking street below. I don't know. Also, on the way out. uh, If you can't suspend your disbelief for that, you're going to have some (laughs) problems in this movie. They just (laughs) threw in one of those... uh, those uh, knock the dust into the guy's drink and then he drinks it, but it, like nobody gives a shit. <laughs> yeah, you know, he doesn't taste the difference. It's just it was doesn't just taste like, like rust. <laughs> had nothing to do with anything. And they just put it in. They're like this will be funny, not really. And then we come to find out that they have a big order they have to fill with stolen cars, and they put said order on a Playboy or in I should say in a Playboy. And it was uh, the exact same Playboy. We didn't mention it before, but when Daryl pulled the Playboy out of his pants earlier, Brad took it and he just threw it out the window. Mm-hmm. And so on the freeway. And it was his dad's Playboy. Yeah. And so uh, Daryl's like, same Playboy. Uh, so uh, I'm just gonna take it. Yeah. One of the uh, other crime syndicate capos, if you want to call him that. <laughs> He had taken the magazine upstairs earlier for, uh, there was an article. There was an article, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, there was an article. I know we wrote down our order on here and everything, but I'm going to go beat off in this magazine. <laughs> in our shared office. <laughs> <laughs> that probably doesn't have locks on the door. Yeah. In one chair. In this, one very, in this very busy chop shop. <laughs> so... That's about the time they notice that the kids are gone since they can't find the magazine, and they give chase. Yeah, the dude goes upstairs, and he's like, he comes back down, the magazine's gone. It's not upstairs. Like, what do you mean? Uh, and he's like, oh, the, the Brady Bunch isn't up there either. Like, what? So, yeah, they, they chase him. They chase him to a blues club. Yeah. Where you can't leave until you sing the blues. <laughs> Which is, uh, yeah, there's a scene of follows of them singing, mm-hmm. you know. And it's the babysitting blues. Mm-hmm. And then when they leave, that blues singer stops the people in pursuit saying they can't leave till they sing the blues. Like there's a big eye roll moment, I guess. And then you're, I wonder, do you think they, they sang the blues? <laughs> or do you think they just fucking killed that guy and left? Well, they must have sang the blues because they... Uh, they let him get a little more of a head start again. Yeah. <laughs> Which I doubt. I don't know. It was, it was something else. 
So they escape down to the subway. How about this line here? Uh, Sarah says, uh, I didn't know you were so cool. And Brad goes, I did. Fucking <laughs> 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 Brad. Yeah, on their way to the subway, though, Brad shoots his shot. Uh, Daryl runs away, just abandons them. And uh, Brad shoots uh, his he shot. He saw a hooker that he liked, so... <laughs> <laughs> I was going to mention that. <laughs> He's trying to get a date. <laughs> I was going to mention that. Uh, but Brad uh, Brad uh, asks uh, Chris why he, you know she won't go out with him, and she just laughs at him. <laughs> well, he's 15. Can't be. Uh, You're just a kid. Statutory raping him. She's only 17. I suppose. You know, it's not like that college girl later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then... Uh, yeah, because this is where Daryl's talking to that hooker, and uh, the hooker's like, looks at Chris, like, you working tonight? <laughs> 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 and uh, she's like, no, I'm 17. And the hooker's like, yeah, so am I. <laughs> <laughs> Wholesome family fun and Chris Columbus's adventures and babysitting. As they're walking away, Daryl goes, he's like, you wouldn't believe what she'd do for $20. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If there's anybody interested in that, it's Anthony Rapp. <laughs> He's like the uh, Todd Chrisley of the 80s, of, <laughs> of, of the adventures in babysitting. What's Todd Chrisley, or who's Todd Chrisley? From uh, Chrisley Knows Best on USA. Yeah, I never saw it. He, uh, him and his wife got uh, busted, or they were, I think they were investigated or arrested for uh, like tax fraud last year. But he's like very effeminate, mm. but he's also very hetero. Like he's one of those really effeminate guys who can't get enough pussy, and he's got <laughs> <laughs> he's got like six kids, and it's just like all he cares about is fucking pussy. But he, like, <laughs> but like everything else, it just like screams gay. <laughs> like he hates sports. He's got a lisp. But, you know, he's into show tunes and stuff. <laughs> This was on USA. He's got a reality Characters show. Welcome. He's had a reality show for like the last like five years or more. Okay. <laughs> How were you watching this in the 90s? What? It's Chrisley Knows Best. I wasn't watching it. It's on now. Oh, it's on now. I thought you were saying it was a show in the 90s. No, I was saying that... Uh... Daryl was the Todd Chrisley of his time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've never watched like a full episode. It's they advertise it a lot because uh, WWE's on that network. So, mm. but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's something new for you to check out. I guess. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else uh, off the top of my head who who fits that. Uh, that kind of type of character yeah i don't know anyways so yeah they make it to the subway and it's the motherfucking warriors mm-hmm. it sure looks like it the chicago chapter of the warriors so the warriors uh light mm-hmm. the very diverse gangs <laughs> yes. this is before gangs were segregated by uh by race mm-hmm. uh or after they were segregated <laughs> by race <laughs> but now you look at it well, I think starting uh, in the 90s, we had a pretty 
uh, racially divided gang yeah. uh, community. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, in the 70s and early to mid 80s, you know, anybody, your whites, your Latinos, your blacks, yep. you, you know, you get a, you get a, a good cross. Uh, what am I? What's the word I'm thinking of? Get a very diverse very crop diverse. of people. But like a cross section of uh, of the population mm-hmm. in each gang. Yep. Perhaps you could even say they were overrepresented, <laughs> leading to dangerous stereotypes. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> or is it more dangerous to have them be homogenous? <laughs> so what's the worst stereotype? I don't know. You make up your own mind. <laughs> Meanwhile, here's uh here's our next clip. Because there's trouble brewing between the two rival gangs. Because everyone's taking out weapons. <laughs> we'll get off at the next stop. Now don't you even think about getting off this train, Mokoso. Only people gonna be getting off this here train gonna be doing it in body bags. Yes, yes. How you sound? This is our train. Yeah, well, your train is rolling in our turf. So what? So as soon as we cross Devereaux Street, you and your girls here is dead meat. Woo! We're gonna run now. They're gonna kill each other. They kill us doing it. There goes Jefferson. Here goes Jackson. Here comes Devereaux. Oh, excuse me. I couldn't help but notice that you two groups of people are about to start killing each other, and I was wondering if you could please just wait on that until we could get off the train. Sit down, bitch. Bitch, sit down. Are you gonna let him get away with that? Wait a minute. I was kidding. Uh, that was really rude. Uh, take it back. Apologize. Yeah, stay out of this. He called you a bitch. Fred, shut up! Hey, listen to the bitch, Brad. <laughs> Watch your mouth, you, you big city scum sucker. Ooh. You just can't keep your foot out your mouth, can you, boy? Let me help. Don't fuck with the lords of hell. Don't fuck with the babysitter. Baby, chill out. Shit. <laughs> Bitch, sit down. <laughs> Be humble. <laughs> I thought he was going to say, what do you mean, you two groups of people? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should mention that uh, when he said, I'm going to help you get your foot out of your mouth, he, he means I'm going to throw a knife in your foot, <laughs> which he does. That he does. Daryl's just fucking stirring shit. Just, they're going to kill each other. This is great. You let him say that to your girl? <laughs> you big city scum sucker. Huh. You calling him a cocksucker? No, no, he's a scum sucker. <laughs> Weird choice of words when uh, they're immediately followed by two F-bombs. It's like, oh, they're keeping it clean because it's a family movie. And then it's like, fuck, fuck. Right, <laughs> right away. <laughs> I guess I can appreciate them not toning down the language used by the street gangs, because <laughs> yeah. I feel like they—it's more realistic that they would probably drop some profanity. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
Yeah, we got to go check in on uh, Brenda again. She's getting hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Here's our next clip. Uh, Those are hot dogs, right? Yeah. Want one? Mm, Yeah, I'd love one. That'll be two bucks. Check. Yeah, but it's a good check. See, Chris's mom wrote it to Chris because Chris bought her something. I can't remember what. Then I bought Chris some press-on nails. I gave Chris the difference, and she wrote the check over to me. So I'll write the check over to you. You keep the difference, and I'll uh, take the hot dog. So you got a pen? Get out of here. Wait! I'm starving. You'd rather throw it away than give it to me. I work on a cash-only basis. But it's a perfectly good check. No! I'll make it very clear. You slip me the cash, and I'll slip you the wiener. But I don't have any cash. Then I don't have a wiener! <laughs> slip of the cash I'll slip you the wiener <laughs> oh man what's up with people in movies and TV just uh, endorsing checks over to other people like, <laughs> just cash your fucking check I, I've never had somebody endorse a check over to me that that had been written to them Yeah, and I've never done that to other people I don't get a lot of check uh, transactions anyways but i think it happened once or twice with uh you know on that uncut gems episode i talked about living with a degenerate gambler <laughs> here well i'll just sign this check over to you or you'll sign it over to he signed it over his girlfriend or something like that like i don't know it would be weird confusing here you mind putting your name on this i'm sending this money overseas <laughs> uh uh yeah, so uh Brenda doesn't get a wiener. <laughs> she does not. She's hungry. That's a great scene. You know, she's downtown Chicago. You think there's gotta be a check cashing place <laughs> right around there. <laughs> well, who knows how much that check was for? Probably well, it was enough. Know. It was more than two dollars. She told him to keep the difference. She was being nice to him. You think Chris's mom would be like, Chris, didn't you cash that check yet? Somebody else cashed it. I mean, back then. A third party? (laughs) She's probably probably balancing her checkbook every month. And she's like, Chris, this check I wrote you is still not cleared. I'll give you the difference. (laughs) Uh, Meanwhile, we can take Brad to the ER because he's got fucking knife in his foot. Yep. Which is probably the fakest scene in the movie because there is no waiting at the inner city Chicago emergency room. No, of course not. You know, Chicago, I know it's not known for uh, its violence, uh, but uh, I would think there'd be a few injuries uh, to be attended to uh, in addition to the one kid with a knife in his foot. Yeah. Then again, maybe he had insurance, <laughs> but they didn't do the paper. Well, he was white as well. <laughs> that is true. You bumped to the top of the list. So you probably don't have AIDS. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, they were they didn't do the uh, paperwork till afterward too, which is bullshit. You gonna let them yeah. in without doing paperwork? One stitch was all that was needed. How about that doctor? One stitch. What do you think that doctor was on? They didn't what have the- o- they didn't have oxy back in eighty seven. It's kind of like uh, I don't know, Mister Vargas on uh, Family Guy. It was supposed to be like the Mister Vargas from. Uh, Fast ties Bridgemont High, but then he went on meds and got all <laughs> mellowed out. 
Yeah, he seemed like he was very mellow. Right. There was a stabbing victim who didn't make it, mm-hmm. which led to some uh, miscommunication when Chris and uh, Sarah and Daryl came looking for Brad. Yeah. Which one was your friend? He's the he was the one that had he got stabbed. Oh, he he didn't he, oh, he, <laughs> he didn't make it. Chris fainted, right? Yeah. And uh, five seconds later, Brad walks out. What's up? Brad. Sarah's excited. Chris was mad because she woke up. She's like, "Is all your? Oh fuck! <laughs> Still here." Sarah gets excited over the weirdest things. Mm. It's like I've never been so happy to see you alive. See, they run into that uh, the owner of the Cadillac in the hospital. Oh, he that's he right. got put there by uh, John Pruitt. Yep. Him and John Pruitt are in the hospital. Well, there's two cops there mm-hmm. who are supposed to be watching both of them, but. John Pruitt just blocks, he breaks right free. Mm-hmm. And then uh, what does he tell Chris before he uh, leads the police on a wild goose chase? Well, he's, well, he said he got their, uh, their, he paid for the, the windshield and then he just has to show up at the garage or they have to show up at the garage with 50 bucks for the tire. Right. Yeah, exactly. But Sarah's got to pee. Mm-hmm. Might as well go to a frat party. Yeah, wait, there's a frat party. You just walk right in. Nobody cares. Yep. And right away, two guys at the frat party have that Playboy, and they think Miss March has just walked <laughs> into the party. Uh, there's a third guy there who I think also thinks she's Miss March, but he plays off that. He's like, oh, no, that's not her. You mm-hmm. know, he, he does the reverse psychology on his friends. Why would she be here at this party? Right. Meanwhile, he's like, I'm going to fuck Miss March. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, um, Sarah goes up to use the bathroom. Brad is still hanging around, I think, with uh, Chris. And I think Brad had to go with Sarah to the bathroom while Chris and uh, College Boy schmoozed a bit. Mm -hmm. And then Brad came back and got all depressed. Yeah. Daryl's off trying to uh, fit in at the party. Trying to oh, chug popcorn at the where, I don't beer know. chugging contest. He got a he got a beer mug full of popcorn. Yeah, I don't know where he got that. And then he chugs it, which makes no sense. Yeah. And then he... Uh, Is this the last clip? Do you have a clip of this? No, I don't. Oh. One of the frat boys... Uh, so they all... All the frat guys take a shit to, you know, chug their beer a little bit and then... Daryl makes a big stink, and one of the frat boys goes like, "Must be dreaming, or like, I must be drunk. I just saw a talking penis." <laughs> yeah. And Daryl says something like, "Speaking of penis, did you see what? Uh, how uh, Playboy is? What was it like? Playboy's Visual Dictionary, or it describes like what describes uh, oral, oral satisfaction? Yeah. And some uh, some uh, college girl." Pops up and she's, I know, and she just pulls him off to the side and it's like, and she's sloppy drunk. I'm gonna go blow a little boy. <laughs> he is 15, and I'm going to put my mouth on him. Mm-hmm. But they just make out for a while until the boyfriend sees. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I don't know. They kind of cut away for a while and then they cut back and they're have a little they're conversation. The stairs and yeah, they have a little conversation. Playing kissy face. He's like, he's like, I'm all about sex and love and stuff. 
<laughs> He's all about it. And then he gets uh, statutory uh, raped. <laughs> well, I think that they're just making out. <laughs> I think that still counts. I guess. I think that still counts. Anyways, um, it's a, it's at least a sexual assault. Yeah. Of some kind. So they got to leave the party. The dude gives her, what, 45 bucks? Yep. Collects a bunch of money from the house and then comes up with $45. And then uh, she's like, oh, I'll give you my address or uh, so they can, or you can give me your address so I can write you a check. Maybe I'll see you again. And he's <laughs> like, no, don't bother. We're good guys. She's totally out of character for frat boys. And they uh, they make it to the garage. I appreciated they played some, uh, they played Gimme Shelter on the soundtrack there. Yeah. It's a pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Another Scorsese thing, huh? Yeah. How about that? <laughs> if I'm to believe Twitter, every Martin Scorsese movie is just montages set to the Rolling Stones. It's mostly what they are. That's. Uh, I think Gimme Shelter is in at least three Scorsese films, that it, song itself. Is it? I know The Departed was heavy on the yeah. Stones, but uh, The Irishman really wasn't. Yeah, Goodfellas has Rolling Stones. I think there's, isn't there one Rolling Stones song in The Irishman? It's three, it's three and a half hours. There's got to be one. Uh, I don't remember any Rolling Stones Casino songs. has some as well. Not sure about others, but. Can't complain. Yep. So, yeah, they get to the garage. And Vincent D'Onofrio shows up looking svelte, which is crazy because this movie came out the same year as Full Metal Jacket. He looks ripped. Although this must have been after he was done filming Full Metal Jacket because, as we know, Kubrick does not have quick shoots. So he just probably looked like Leonard or Gomer Pyle, if you will, for a year, year and a half. And then he probably made this movie early 87, and it came out the same year, I bet. And spoilers, he's only in half of the movie, uh, Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> so, <laughs> so and he was in the stuff they filmed in the States. So, or uh, I don't know, on this, in the States, but like the, when they were in basic training. So I'm sure that wasn't uh, nearly as uh, difficult to shoot as the other half of the movie. Yeah, this movie was released on... Fourth of July weekend, July third, eighty-seven, which would make sense because uh, there's a lot of scenes during the winter, and you can see some, like it's cold, you can see some breath and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And um, well, she's got her grandpa's, some brown leaves and grass, and she's got her brand, uh, her grandpa's stylish jacket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> He's got good style. He's dead. Yeah, he, uh, D'Onofrio. Looking like Thor, mm-hmm. except for he's got a fake-ass blonde wig. Yeah, because like, his head was shaved for Full Metal Jacket. Holy so. shit, that wig was bad. He's <laughs> got a hat on it to keep it down. <laughs> and they do close-ups on it, too, and it's like just laying over his head. Just <laughs> <laughs> probably, so You spend a lot of time in the salon with that hair. They probably spent like 10 bucks on it. <laughs> All right, here's a clip from that because, uh, as we know, Chris owes $50 for the tire, but she only has 45 mm-hmm. And Sarah is smitten because she thinks 
she ran into Thor. Because he, he comes down, he lowers down from working on a car, and he's holding a big hammer that looks like the hammer of Thor. I don't even know if he's working on a car. He was just on the lift. <laughs> yeah, and he comes down. <laughs> Maybe he's just upstairs hanging out. I'll take the lift down. Maybe, very slowly maybe he just maybe he just lifts himself up so that when <laughs> somebody comes he could make a grand entrance <laughs> just standing there waiting <laughs> thor sarah oh thor mighty god of thunder who is this kid you must be Mr. Dawson, right? Secret identity. What do you want? Um, Mr. Pruitt sent us. Uh, this is our car. You owe me 50 bucks. Have you been fighting the forces of darkness? What is she talking about? Um, sorry, she thinks you're somebody else. It's him, Brad. It's really him. Look, it's Thor. Yeah, come on, let's go. Don't listen to him anyway. He said you were a homo. <laughs> you spreading rumors about me, kid? Oh, oh no. No, sir. No. Thank you. Come on, Sarah. What's this? There's $45 here. You owe me 50. I know. That's all that we have. Then you don't have a car. No, you don't understand. I mean, we have had the most unbelievable night. Save it! You owe me money. You give me five bucks, or you get out. I thought you always help people in trouble. Hey, kid. This is the city. I don't help anybody but myself. But I Get lost! Wait, I know why you're not acting like yourself. You don't have your special helmet. So you're wearing the baseball hat. You're supposed to be wearing this. Take mine. Go on, take it. Take it. You giving this to me? Well, yeah, you're my hero. Here, take the car. Thanks, Thor. You're welcome. Hey, kid. I got one of these at home. Um, could I get your address so that I could send you a check for the five dollars? Go. <laughs> it's like Mean Joe Green <laughs> throwing the coke. Hey, kid. Or throwing the uh, she said the pants because he receives the coke. It's a pants. <laughs> his jersey or something. Doesn't he throw him his jersey and pants or something? Just the jersey. <laughs> <His> jersey. <laughs> he just get his pants. <laughs> I think you're thinking of the Family Guy version. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the pants, you're thinking of uh, LeBron on Legends of Chamberlain Heights. <laughs> <laughs> he gives jersey shorts and drawers. <laughs> 
Uh, so yeah, Thor doesn't take too kindly to uh, people spreading rumors about him. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Do you know there's a case uh, about a year ago of uh, somebody sued uh, <laughs> for defamation because uh, somebody I think uh, I think they sued a uh, like an online publication because they said that this person uh, was transitioning genders and there weren't and they sued for defamation and the court said well you're saying that you are insulted by being uh, called a transgender person well it's not an insult so uh, we're siding with the the person that said you were transgender the Richard Simmons he said right it, was it Richard Simmons? It might have been Richard Simmons. I didn't say which one it was, but it might have been him. Because uh, I remember talking about this with you a year, you know, like a year or two ago. It might have been him. But, uh, yeah, so Thor shouldn't be so offended. Mm-hmm. But it's 87. That's true. They they weren't woke back then. No, they, they had just started taking down the statues <laughs> of prejudice with the lawn jockeys. So it's... <laughs> Baby steps. They're starting with the lawn jockeys. Their eyes were not open. In the 90s, they started phasing out. I mean, they still had a wall. They still had a wall in Berlin. Yep. You got to take down that wall before you can take down the wall in your heart. (laughs) Sure as heck did. (laughs) Mr. Gorbachev, (laughs) tear down this wall. (laughs) Reagan smash. I'm from the government and I'm here to help you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, Brenda gets her glasses back. <laughs> she steals, steals them she back steals them. <laughs> from the homeless person. <laughs> hey, look at my glasses! And then the homeless lady chases her, and then she realizes that that other dude is in the phone booth, and she mm. says, "Get out of my house!" And the dude with the gun <laughs> is still hanging around, <laughs> just waving it, <laughs> just waving the gun around. There's nothing better to do; just hanging out. Uh, she did see uh, earlier, she said she saw a bald Chinese lady with no pants and three people shooting up. Mm. <laughs> Poor Brenda. Brenda's my favorite character. So what happens here? How do we get to the uh, the office party? Well, they're uh, kind of cruising through town and they come across that French restaurant that Mike was That's supposed right. to take Chris to. And uh, Daryl and uh, Brad kind of peer pressure Chris into going in and seeing uh, seeing her, her buddy. See if he's in there. They know he's in there because his Camaro is parked outside. Ah, that's right. Says uh, he's supposed to be home with his sick sister. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's out with Sesame. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, they confront him, and then uh, Brad ends up pushing him in the back with his foot, basically, <laughs> into the next table. Yeah, Chris, him out. Chris isn't going to lower herself to to Mike's level, but Brad does. No, it was Daryl, right? Daryl, not Brad. Or was it Daryl? Yeah. Brad said he wasn't going to lower himself, and then Daryl's like, I will, because Daryl's a piece of shit like the whole movie. So. And Mike's like, have her. Her, uh, her legs are, uh, what did he say? They're... Uh, Basically, like, she never opens her legs. 
Yeah, I can't remember how he puts it. It's like they're uh, they're shackled together at the knee or something like that. Mm-hmm. Did you say shackled together? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> say something else inappropriate. <laughs> I didn't say insensitive. I didn't say shackled. I said shackled. <laughs> you slurred it. Sound like you said shackled. That doesn't shackled. even make sense. <laughs> I know. In any context. So yeah, then uh, is that when they run into the uh, guy with the raspy voice and his second in command and Sarah Joe wa- Gip? Yeah, they let Sarah wander off. I think Brad is supposed to be watching Sarah. Yeah, she's Brad across the street yeah. looking at a toy store or something. She goes and eats some chocolates or something, <laughs> and then she's looking at toys and. Yeah, then they they pull up behind her. She run. She immediately runs down a a dark alley, mm-hmm. which is the first thing you want to do. Yeah, and she sees. Uh, oh, that's my dad's building, which is, it's got to be several blocks away from where she's at. But uh, next thing you know, she's in the lobby. Yep. Of her dad's building, who they've been trying to avoid their parents all night because mm-hmm. they're not supposed to be out. So she just picks a random floor, and it turns out to be the one ab- above the party, which is unfinished and under renovation, like diehard. There's always one. There's mm-hmm. always one floor like that. And you know which this floor. Is, this predates diehard by a full year. So you you know which floor she went to because she left chocolate stains on two buttons. Yep. Yeah, I don't know why she clicked two different floors. I don't know. I don't... She ends up on the top one, I think, unless yeah, she got on the first one and it just ends up being the party was on the the next one that she didn't click. Well, the maybe, next one down. maybe she didn't actually push the first one in and she just like smeared it mm-hmm. and she was trying to reach the top floor. Why she would go to the top floor, I don't know. Movie logic. Yep. So the main guy, bad guy ends up at the party. His sidekick ends up upstairs. And Sarah ends up out the fucking window. Mm-hmm. Down a rope, and then the rope falls. So she's just out there by herself. Right. Same with the guy, since he went after her. Well, he pulls her up first, and then uh, somehow ends up out there after her. That's right, yeah, because she like lets go of the rope. Yeah. And when he crawls down there, the, the rope falls. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. Actually, well, I think when the... When Chris and everyone pull her up, then I think the rope falls down or whatever. Yeah, that's it. So, yeah. So, Sarah's out there. Guy tries to pull her up. She slides down. He climbs out after her just as Chris and and crew spot her out the window because she starts kind of traversing Mm -hmm. the window. And she's on the floor with the the party. And Chris and Daryl and... Brad have snuck into the party, but they're trying to avoid mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And they go up and they they get Sarah in. They pull her in and then they leave the guy out to hang uh, out there high and dry. Yep. And the, the head guy from the, the crime syndicate mm-hmm. spots Chris. But uh, who is it that ties the... Is it Chris that just ties the cord around his feet? Yeah. Okay, because he's distracted looking at the kid uh, out the window as well as the parents that won't stop fucking talking to him. What do you think that cord was for? It's for something with the hors d'oeuvres. I don't know if it was something keeping something cold or whatever. Because she, un- she unplugged it and nothing <laughs> happened, and then she wrapped it around his 
legs, and then they walked away, and then uh, it was plugged in again. (laughs) (laughs) I just didn't show him plug it back in, I guess. (laughs) Then he tripped over himself. So, bad guy number two is out the window. All the kids are back on the inside the building on the upper floor. Bad guy number one shows up. He's about to to murder some children until uh, good old Joe Gipp Mm -hmm. reappears, knocks a motherfucker out. Yeah. Then says about the other guy, the number two, uh, just leave him outside. Let him sweat it out for a while. Like he has no worries the rest of his life. He's going to be fucking murdered. Yeah. Punching his boss and leaving the other one out a window. Exactly. After bringing these. And letting witnesses <laughs> leave the scene. <laughs> After bringing these civilians to the, <laughs> the chop shop. Fucking A, man. Uh, yeah, and he tells them, you know, they're after the Playboy. And he, he takes a look. He's like, well, they, they have all the orders on it. Oh, wait, that looks just like you. And uh, he says, well, she's got nothing on you. Mm-hmm. You know, he throws the magazine on. I, the, I'm Joe Gipp. I think you're hot, but I'm not going to do anything <laughs> about it because I'm a nice guy. He throws the uh, the Playboy on the knocked out leader, and then he goes his way. The kids go their own way, and mm-hmm. it's a race home to beat mom and dad there. Yeah, because how did Brenda get home? Oh, they went and picked her up first. That's right. Mm-hmm. They picked up Brenda, and then uh, mom and dad are leaving the party and. They pass him on the freeway, and uh, on the way on the freeway, uh, Daryl tries to cop a feel on Brenda because she's passed out. <laughs> Did you see that? I don't think I saw that. Brad, Brad like slaps his hand away. Get out of there! <laughs> he like starts unzipping her coat. <laughs> Jeez! <laughs> I don't know if he was trying to sneak a peek or, or grab a grab a titty, but uh, <laughs> fucking Brad stopped him. Thank God. God damn, Daryl. It's, you know, people, they uh, manifest their demons in strange mm-hmm. ways. Yep. Uh, yeah, so they pick up Brad, or uh, Brenda, rather. They drop her off, rather. No, they don't even drop her off. They take her to the Anderson house, and then they make her walk home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Chris has to clean up the fucking kitchen, because mm-hmm. Brad... Once he found out that Chris was coming over, he popped a boner and spilled a bunch of mac yep. and cheese, mm-hmm. and he never cleaned it up. Jizz all over the floor. Then <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Sarah left a, a bowl of Cap'n Crunch on the on the <laughs> counter. Uh, she get quick clean up. Kids go upstairs just in time. Mom and Dad walk in. I don't suspect a thing. But the skates come back into the plot. As the the Prince Charming from the frat party shows up outside as Chris is leaving because he found one of the skates in his uh, Jeep. There must have been an address on the skate. That's right. So facto, he shows up wanting to employ her babysitting services where she says she's retired. Right. He's like, well, it's it's for me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And then she kissed him. Mm -hmm. As the kids watch from above and Brad just... (laughs) (laughs) He's <laughs> downtrodden as he slowly closes the blinds. But if you notice, he, he does a little smile right before they yeah. shut all the way. He is happy for Chris, but it, he wishes it was him down I think there. he's got the hots for that other guy, though. <laughs> 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 like, that yeah. was Daryl. 
It's like, we're all going to just gang back. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he kissed me. <laughs> any, any other thoughts? <laughs> so we wrap up this episode and get good. into fun facts. I did mention to you that it's very John Hughesy. Yeah, this movie. It's very, very much in the ilk of a John Hughes movie. But I don't think he had anything to do with it. No, I didn't see him involved. He probably should have uh, sued for plagiarism. <laughs> I mean, it takes place in Chicago. I mean, if it takes place in Chicago, John Hughes should have rights to that film. <laughs> All right, let's get into some fun facts. Hey, everybody! Here's some fun facts. The license plate on the stolen Cadillac reads F3B764. Famously, February 7th, 1964 was the day that the Beatles first arrived in the U.S. I guess oh. I have no idea why the fuck they would put that on license plate and reference it in the movie. Probably just like the Beatles. Like Columbus is a Beatle maniac, maybe. Well, I mean, it's another invasion. <laughs> I was just going to say another, <laughs> another invasion of another the United U- States. Another European invasion. How about this? Bradley Whitford was allowed to use his own Camaro for the movie. <laughs> it has the license plate. So cool. Which is the actual license plate Bradley used, had on his car. Wow. <laughs> so he was a douche in real life. <laughs> was, is, and will always be. <laughs> It's about seven years later, isn't Billy Madison is a giant douche. Eric is a bad, bad man. I never watched, uh, was it Jessica B? Not Jessica B. Allie McBeal. Yeah. But I think that was his character on that, too. Mm. Here's a fun fact. Well, here you go. Tow truck driver hits a lawn jockey after reaching his house. Knocking over lawn jockeys later became a running joke in Home Alone and Home Alone, too. Also directed by Chris Columbus. I was going to say, when we watch Home Alone 2 next year, we we'll have to watch out for lawn jockeys. I was just <laughs> was guessing, like, you know, this is only two years after Home Alone 1. I'm sure he, he's got some lawn jockeys getting knocked over. Well, I, they do start out at the same house. So, uh, yeah, it's probably the same one. But uh, there's probably one in New York, too. Here's a fun fact. Okay, so Anthony Rapp dyed his naturally blonde hair red for the movie. Producers were concerned his blonde hair would remind audiences too much of Anthony Michael Hall. Well, that's why I thought he looked like him. (laughs) (laughs) Look at the same fucking haircut. Mm. There's all these rumors of all these uh, women that were first considered for the role or turned down the role. And I don't know, you know, how much we can believe him, but Tatum O'Neill, Annie McDowell, Melanie Griffith, Brooke Shields, Kathleen Turner, Kelly McGillis. They all either were considered or turned it down or was the you know first choice for the lead role. So there's another one up here. This is Julia Louise Dreyfus auditioned for the lead role, but withdrew in favor of Jodie Foster. Foster withdrew, leaving Michelle Pfeiffer, Valerie Bertinelli, Elizabeth Shue, and Justine Bateman as the only choices. Bateman withdrew uh, from the project due to creative conflicts. Pfeiffer left the project and starred in The Witches of Eastwick. And then Bert Nelly lost out to Shoe on the final day of auditions. Well, it's like, but Pfeiffer can't do this. This is four years after Scarface. You know, she was already a cocaine queen. Have you now seen? Now she's going to play a high schooler babysitter. Have you seen The Witches of Eastwick? No. I'm pretty sure, like, half of that movie, she's got a giant cold sore on her lip. Oh, yeah? <laughs> 
<laughs> I was very distracted. An <laughs> uh, early draft of the script has the part of Dawson, the garage owner, played by an extremely unfeminine woman, and the scene emphasizes the humor of Sarah and Brad's confusion over Dawson's gender. This part ultimately went to Vincent D'Onofrio, and the scene as it appears in the film plays with Sarah's fascination with the comic book hero Thor, and has her confusing Dawson with her comic book hero. Uh, yeah. So, that would have been uh, something else. Very 87. Here's another fun fact. I see a lot of this was actually filmed in Toronto. Started uh, filming there January 5th in 87. Uh, and then uh, they later moved down to Chicago for some exterior shots and some special effects, uh, some special stuff in L.A. But I see here that uh, when the kids are driving through the alleyway with the car thief, the exterior setting was the same used in The Fly, which was also filmed in Toronto. Hmm. Used for the exterior shots of Seth Brundle's apartment slash laboratory. Okay. Uh, right before shooting a scene in which the group runs through a dirty, trash-filled alley, the, ter- uh, Toronto sanita- <coughs> the Toronto Sanitation Department came by and cleaned it up so the crew had to dig through local dumpsters for more trash. Mm. You'd think they would have uh, asked them not to. <laughs> just, just wait. Apparently Sarah's backpack is a picture of Gizmo on it from the Gremlins, which was written by Chris Columbus. That it was. So they pitched a uh, Adventures in Babysitting pilot starring Jennifer Guthrie, Brian Austin Green, and Joey Lawrence in 1989, but it was never sold. Hmm. All right, I think that's about it. I think so. All right. um, I think we're going to do Ghostbusters next. Is that right? Yeah, we can. Either that or Ninja Turtles. Okay. Well, one of the two. Either way, we're doing both. So <laughs> that and a little big league. So start watching those movies from the 90s and 80s that we all grew up with. You can reach out to us. You can email us at watchthismovie at yahoo.com. Follow us on Twitter at watchthis__movie or Brett at PositivelyWolf1. You can check out our website at wtmwatchthismovie.com. And please rate and review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and many other podcast apps. And Brett, if uh, people want to help us out a little extra, maybe get some merchandise, where can they go? You can uh, head over to teespring.com slash stores slash WTM Watch This Movie. Uh, you can also uh, get that link directly from the uh, Twitter bios uh, from our uh, show account or my account. And uh, it can check out some sweet merchandise t-shirts uh i think we got hoodies on there we got mugs we got we got lots of stuff to choose from uh so you get some cool merchandise and uh you help uh the show out uh so uh check it out all right we will check you later guess we'll see you around all right check you later bye Man, why are you always such a dork, man? What are you talking about? Check you later. Check you later. Hey, man, you off my case.